Blind Living Radio is brought to you by HP ink and toner cartridges. Precision engineered to work together with your HP printer. Industries for the Blind presents Blind Living Radio, where you'll hear interesting topics, fun stories, and important news about our blind and visually impaired community. It's time now for Blind Living Radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Blind Living Radio from the HP studio. It's Mother's Day, and Mother's Day is a great time for us to think about our moms. And today, I have a special guest in the studio, Allison Fortney. Hello, Allison. Hi, Harley. How are you? I am doing great, and so our audience knows who we are. I actually have sight, and Allison is visually impaired, right, Allison? Yeah, actually, I'm legally blind. I can't drive anymore, and I have retinitis pigmentosa, or RP, which I inherited from my mother. And so because of that, I only have 15 degrees of vision, and I'm unable to drive anymore. And so I use a cane to get around. And you do get around really, really well, and I think what some listeners might find very interesting is you do customer service for IB spaces, so project management kind of right and customer service making sure things get orders what why don't you tell us what what you do i work with the senior designers and the junior designers over at ib spaces and i also work with project management and so when it comes to ordering products starting quotes or contacting the customers and letting them know that their order is on the way or whatever it takes just to communicate to the customer and um, let them know that everything's okay i much. I mean, I'm pretty spread out, so I can do multiple things there at IB Spaces. I see you on the computer all the time and on the phone. Yes. (laughs) Always trying to make sure things are going to get done correctly for customers. Yes. And that's kind of what you do, right? Yes, it is. Allison, what did you do before you came to work for IB? Well, before I came here, I went to MATC and I double majored in graphic design and web development. And how that happened was I started at MATC. I started in graphic design and the funny thing was the first day I went to one of my classes, the instructor saw me with my red and white cane and he asked me, are you sure you're in the right classroom? And I said, yeah, you know, this is graphic design, you know, whatever the name of the class was. And he said, yes, it is. And so after the first couple weeks of the class, he really saw what kind of design skills I had, and we actually ended up becoming really great friends. And he also nominated me for a special award that I won when I graduated. Very cool. Oh, yeah. And then how web development came along was I was about ready to graduate from MATC with my degree in graphic design. And I started looking at what graphic designers were and what kind of skills they needed for jobs. And I noticed more and more of them, you know, more companies wanted people with HTML and CSS experience. And I'm looking at this thinking, you know, what is it? And so, I can do this. I can figure this out, right? <laughs> right. And so then I started taking those classes, you know, with the web design. And then when it came time to me to graduate, you know, I had to think, okay, do I only want to go with one or do I go with both? And so I decided to double major and just go with both degrees. And you're a very good part of the team here at IB Milwaukee. And you said something earlier about graphic design, and who inspired you? How did you inspire and decide to do graphic design? Well, I first thought about majoring in like um, IT, something like computer science, something along those lines. And when I started looking at the curriculum for those classes, 
I noticed that they needed like accounting and economics and that kind of thing, which just really, you know, wasn't what I wanted to do in life. Didn't get you very excited. No, did it didn't. No, it did no. not get me excited. No. And so I wanted to look for something like I already had good artistic abilities, and so I wanted to combine that with technology. And then that's how graphic design came along. It's designing, like it can be digital, like brochures, flyers, you know, all sorts of like handouts, packaging design, illustration, and then the web development, like I can actually build websites, you know, from the ground up. And what's really helped me in um, those classes is being visually impaired. I use like software like ZoomText or on my Mac. I have the um, built-in Apple um, VoiceOver. Yeah, Apple Little VoiceOver. Yes, action. Apple VoiceOver. And so I would use that to my advantage when designing websites. You know, and I'd say, okay, if you hit this button, you know, ZoomText will, you know, read out this, or a VoiceOver will read this. And that's really important in an accessible website in an accessible world. Oh yeah, it is totally. And I think graphically. Your graphic background may have been inspired by somebody very important in your life. It is Mother's Day show. So my mother uh, was an artist before I started, and I'd seen what she was capable of and all of her wonderful artwork. She and I are really different. Like um, She does more abstract work, and I do photography. And that kind of started, again, when I was at MATC. In order to graduate from graphic design, you had to take a photography course. And so I decided to go ahead and take it. And with the entire semester, I had a film SLR camera that I carried around me. And my photography skills just really developed from there on out. So we really work in different kind of media. You have some very beautiful photographs, Allison. Thank you very much. You've done some great work. You know what? Should we get your mom? Your mom's right here in the studio with us. Should we talk to Rose? Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, hi. Hi, Rose. <laughs> so we're joined in studio with Rose Fortney. Hello, Rose. Hi there. And I see you brought your guide dog along. Well, he brings me. He if brings you. Vega from Vega the seeing eye. You. Yeah. Yes, yes. And I did have a chance to see some of your artwork a couple weeks ago. Oh, good. And I thought this would be a great time to talk to you, a little mother-daughter talk. Are you proud of your daughter? Oh, yeah. Isn't it amazing? I am. And so, oh, her dad is very proud, too. I have to thank Dave, who's been a great husband and a loving, supportive father as well, because we've been through a lot. And yeah, and he's he's been with us on the journey with our artistic careers, and so uh, we've put on a lot of miles. And my previous guide dog also, we've we've flown everywhere: California, Louisville, Chicago, all places in between where we've had galleries. And I want to know because I'm curious: how did you get started in art? Ever since I was young, I was always sketching and drawing. And through my teen years, you know, I guess I was really good enough where people actually came up to me and says, hey, can you sketch this album cover? Or, hey, can you do this for a bulletin pamphlet? And, you know, I really enjoyed doing and sharing art with other people. So that's how I really got started. And then as I got older, I went to Mount Mary University where I studied elementary education and the fine arts and I really enjoyed the arts. And I'm also a, a singer and a harpist, too, legally blind, of course. Cool. And so we've learned to adapt with whatever we do. You know, the arts, you know, just kind of took off because after I, well, it's a long story, but, you know, when I actually in my 40s, I had to really, really seriously adapt for the vision loss because the RP, as Allison mentioned, is uh, it's a gradual progressive loss of retinal cells. And Rose, you, you also have RP? I do. I had it first. 
<laughs> and then I gave it to her. You had it first and yeah, gave it to but her. But the thing yes. is, you know, when Allie was five, she was diagnosed with a brain tumor on her optic chiasm before we even knew she had the RP. So she already was at a disadvantage after two brain surgeries, radiation, and a lot of medical treatments. She lost vision in her left eye. But then as she got to those years where she wanted to drive a car and she figured out the only way she felt safe was driving on a Sunday morning in the parkway with no other cars, we figured, okay, she probably has RP. And it was affirmed. And so we ended up doing what we love to do and we focused on it. And we kind of grew up as like a mother-daughter team. We have our booth at the Wauwatosa Firefly Art Show coming up in August. And we have a, an ongoing... For the year 2016, we just celebrated the reception the other evening at Freightert Cancer Care over at Freightert Hospital. And the third floor has a gallery dedicated and art by cancer survivors or people who have had friends or loved ones. So you guys have art there. Yes, we do. So we have vision loss and cancer and all of that. But we, you know, we find so many wonderful people to share life with through these, you know, what would be known as awful situations. Before we get too far into art, yeah. Rose, we should probably tell people what, what medium you, you do art in. Well, actually, I like to use acrylics, and I also use alcohol inks, which are really fun. And I, I just, you know, I, it goes on and on because when I began learning that I, my vision was going to progressively get worse, I thought, you know what? No holds barred. This is life is a candy store. Artists in Display, our great friends. Of um, course, they're great. Nora Lynn, you know, <laughs> Jack, Peter. They welcomed my first Clyde, Clyde guide dog, and they put a special place at the table for the lessons of art. And we grew with that. I love the touching stuff, like the molding paste. And so I'm really creating art that's also accessible to the blind so they can feel it as well. So, Rose, you are an accomplished artist. You still take art classes to inspire yourself? It is never-ending. This is a life. It's it's a life you live and a life you love. That's the way I look at it. I can never get tired of it. Never, ever. And I think Allison is the same way. When she travels, she takes that camera everywhere. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, the camera is, like, another appendage <laughs> for me. Like, I... Like she says, I take it everywhere, and I enjoy traveling a lot. Even though I'm legally blind, I try and find ways to travel. Like I've been to Denver, Colorado. I've been to North Carolina. You know, we've been to California, Illinois, all over the place. Right, and and her camera lens makes up for the you know loss of vision field that she has, the 15 degrees. I certainly cannot see an entire canvas ever when I'm painting or creating. Sure. And so I, too, also use the technology devices to help me enlarge and focus in and navigate. I navigate around my canvas just as I would need my guide dog to you know, navigate around a room. For some of our listeners, since, since you both have RP, when you're painting a canvas, if a canvas is three feet wide, how much can you actually see on the canvas? What's your... I only have between 5 and 10 degrees. It just varies on the day and the place where I'm at. And so if I were looking at, well, let's put it this way, I can only see faces. And then when I'm focusing down at a canvas, it's probably only a a small corner of a a three-foot canvas. Okay, so about the size of a face. Yeah, very small, smaller than that even when I'm close up, yeah. And when you're trying to create an entire beautiful picture... That's pretty neat that you're able to put all that together in your head and 
keep the drawing and keep the painting. Well, it's great when you have computer software that, you know, that goes dink when you're too far left or dink when you're too far right down left. You know, you just learn to navigate by There's sound. software that does that? ZoomText was one of the first ones that guided me. It's wonderful for speech. I use it to teach people who are blind and visually impaired. I had to change over. I used to teach in a computer lab with sighted children from kindergarten through eight. And I suddenly started not being able to see the cursor on the screen. And so I adapted at Vision Forward with all of my skills. And then I learned about ZoomText and about many others. Of course, the eye devices are wonderful now. I can just pinch and spread and it's super great. So I just work at something. I'll take a, a close-up of it, and I'll I'll get away from it, and I'll think about it for five days, and then I'll go back on it. I think that's how a lot of great things are created. You look at it. You work on it. You take a quick break from it. See how I worked break into that? You're you hear the music cool, in the background? Very slick. <laughs> I'm Harley Thomas, Blind Living Radio, joined in studio with Allison Fortney. Hi, Allison. Hi, Harley. We're going to take a quick break. We also have Rose Fortney with us. hey. hey. We're going to have a couple quick messages from our sponsors. You're listening to Blind Living Radio in the HP Studio. We'll be right back. Blind Living Radio will be right back after these messages. Blind Living Radio is supported by Industries for the Blind in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Creating employment opportunities for the blind and visually impaired from coast to coast. From Milwaukee, Wisconsin, this is Blind Living Radio. From Industries for the Blind, providing employment opportunities for blind professionals since 1952. Welcome back, everybody, to Blind Living Radio. I'm your host, Harley Thomas, in studio with Allison Fortney. Hi, Allison. Hi, Harley. Well, we are also having the privilege, it is Mother's Day, and we have Mom here. Your mother is here. Yes, Hi, Allison. Haven't seen you in a long time. Oh, no, I don't Hi, Rose. <laughs> Hello. And before the break, we were talking about art and kind of the cool things that you guys are in a studio at, at the hospital for vision and cancer survivors. Really neat stuff. We talked a little bit about your art. And one thing that I didn't get to ask before the break was what's really next for you? What's your next medium? Is there something you really want to do that you are looking forward to that you haven't accomplished yet? Yeah, sure. For me, I think my opportunities are like constantly traveling. I want to go places that I've never been before, whether it's other parts in the U.S. or even possibly international. Is there some, yeah. Is if there was one spot you could go to? Like I always want to go to Banff in Canada. That's where I really want to go is Banff. Okay, if I have my choice, then I would go to Ireland, just because I've seen so many wonderful pictures there. I mean, it truly is the Emerald Isle. I've, you know, it's just what people take pictures of. It's just totally wonderful. Very neat. What about you, Rose? You know, I've always had this imaginary bucket list, and I always feel like, okay, whatever art piece I create, there is somebody who can relate to it. And I always kind of fantasized. I'm going to get a list of all the art galleries in every state and I'm going to hit them up and then, you know, get represented in every state. But I just thought, you know, you just have to keep growing and sharing. And it's so enriching because people talk to you and, and just the conversations in art are so wonderful because it opens up people on many, many levels. Allison, one thing that I find really neat is I'm looking at your photography. 
I should probably describe it for our listeners. Unless you want to describe some for the listeners. Oh, yeah, sure. I can describe some. There's a beautiful butterfly one. That one was taken at the Burner Botanical Gardens. And I absolutely love butterflies and other wildlife. And so for that photo, I mean, I had to stalk that butterfly for a couple of minutes. It would keep flying from, like, flower to flower. And then I'm like, okay, you know, just keep going, you know, keep following it. And sometimes you just have to wait. I mean, you can't expect to take the perfect shot, you know, the first time around. It's beautiful yellow and black. I don't know what kind of butterfly that is. It's it's a swallowtail. A swallowtail butterfly on some sort of like pinky, purpley buds, flower buds. It might be a lilac bush. I'm not sure about that. Could be a lilac bush. It's really pretty. The contrast of the, of the pink and the yellow and the black is, is beautiful. Thank you. Then there's another one you gave me, which looks like a white rose with dew on it. It is, and that one again was taken at Burner Botanical. And I must admit, some of my um, most favorite places to go to to take photographs are like botanic gardens, nature preserves, even like zoos, aquariums, and that kind of thing. And so that picture was taken again, like I said, at Burner Botanical, and it was right in the morning when we got there, and there was still dew on the rose. It's, it's really cool with the dew on it. You captured it beautifully. Oh, thank you. And then there's one that's really cool. It looks like a white orchid with kind of some purple lavender color on the inside, and there's like this orange and black part of the middle. And what our listeners are going to find out is you know a thing or two about orchids. (laughs) I do. I've been a member of the Wisconsin Orchid Society for about, what, three years now? And I am now on the board of directors, and I have quite the orchid collection myself. Yes, she does. Do you grow orchids at home? Yes, I do, and that's one of them. (laughs) Oh, this is one from your your own stash of orchids. (laughs) Yes, it is. It's really pretty. (laughs) Oh, thank you. It's really neat. I can even see the pollen. Mm-hmm. Inside on this picture, <laughs> that reminds me. That reminds me of a Georgia O'Keeffe painting, and that really that comes from having the vision loss, where you just have this automatically built-in viewfinder mm-hmm. where you don't see everything else, and you just zoom in, and it's like, oh my gosh, she gets. You're very the focused on. I know a lot of art directors will take their fingers and make like a little rectangle, mm-hmm. like that's what they want to look up, but that's what you see every day. Right. Right. So you're constantly focused. It's a blessing for art, but it's horrible when you walk into dishwashers and stuff. That would be bad. Yeah. Yeah. Rose, you know, you've got some beautiful, beautiful art here, too. And we talked during the break just a little bit. I've got one that's tactile Mm -hmm. that you said I could even touch. Yes, you can. With my grubby little hands. Yeah, just keep it clean. (laughs) And there's a a beautiful, I'm going to guess, sunset. It's a bright yellow. Mm Mm-hmm. Might be the middle of the day. Could be sunset, a little orange in there. Exactly. Those are the times of day I love the best, you know, Um, either the beginning of the day or a wonderful sunset. I like to think of that one as the beginning of the day. And then there's a sailboat out early. Yeah. Very peaceful waters where it's it's just a drift. That's the name I gave it, a drift. A drift. And the sailboat is tactile because you can feel the triangular shape of the sail and the little body of the boat. And then as a person travels downward, you know, they can just scan it horizontally from left to right. But I could tell them that they go toward the right, they will feel a little a little bird, or some call it a dolphin. I have numerous people. And I think that's what's wonderful about my abstract art, is that 
It's in the eye of the beholder. People can see something differently and it speaks to them. But there's also the waves, which are very... The waves are really cool. Mm -hmm. There's gold and blue in the waves. And I love brightness because of my lack of vision. I need bright color and I love the texture because I had fun with the, the molding paste and actually forming the waves. You just imagine what you're touching and it just translates right onto the canvas board. It's almost like a metallic gold. Yeah, and I thought that kind of reflects what would have been the, the sunlight. Oh, you put some of that up in the sky, too, I, I see as I tilt it. Oh, I'm so happy you saw that. Yeah. It's really neat. I didn't see it when I first looked at it, but now right. I see kind of the gold up there. And that is something about my art is like if you look at it in different light or different angles, it just speaks to you in different ways. It's very neat. And then I have a canvas. That one's actually on a board because you used paste, canvas, right? Yeah, that was canvas board. A canvas board. Mm -hmm. And this is stretched canvas that you're handling. And it's about... I'm handling it very carefully, Rose. Thank you, but you can touch it. What I did so here... I'm afraid to touch art. Oh, I know. And that's that's really a heartache for me because a lot of my friends who are blind, I really want them to feel art. So what I did was I started out with a collage. I did not know where I was going. I was looking at a blank canvas, and I just started slathering down pieces of colored paper and um, slathering different uh, colors of paint. And then I would just leave it and take it home, like I said. And then when I looked at my iPad from the photo I took, I looked at it, and it's like, I see a figure here, and I see another. And then it just starts developing in my mind. I go back, and I start painting those things right into the shapes I see. So this mother and child, and I really wanted to capture the first moments. Like, it's a baby child. Exactly, a, a baby. baby baby. I always remember that moment when Allison was first born, and our first morning together is like, Oh my gosh, this is a whole new experience, you know, that this little new being is with me. And that's what I wanted to capture there. And then the peacefulness, the serenity, I have tactile vines coming down uh, made with copper wire, which I um, embedded into the canvas. And then there are little birds sitting on the branches. And they are, there are little musical notes. I mean, I I'm, see the musical yeah, notes. I'm in heaven there. And, and it's just in a peaceful, serene, foresty-like setting. And that's what I wanted to convey that moment. It's called Mother and Child, Innocence and Bliss. And I think the the audience might want to see more of this. How do, how do they find more, Rose? You or Allison? Well, we Go both ahead. have websites. Rose's website is roseartfusion.com. And I also have a website. And my website is Avant Graphics, spelled G-R-A-P-H-I-C-Z dot com. And we both have samples of our artwork, and we both tell a little bit about ourselves on each of our websites. We do have some actual places where Fortney artwork is part of collections and places. Um, Vision Forward Association has one of mine, which is called... It's in the, Milwaukee. Yes, and where we learned a lot of our remaking of our lives through the training there. But they were so wonderful and supportive of us, and so they have a piece called Eclipse, and that piece also won... Um, a shared visions award at the Nixon Presidential Library for me in your Belinda, California. The Milwaukee County Courthouse has a piece of mine. It's uh, on dye bond, which is an aluminum lightweight metal, and that's called Winged Flight. And it looks like actually an etching, but it's not. It's done from a photo I had um, taken at the Chicago Botanical Gardens. And then, as we said, the Freighter Cancer Care Center on the third floor, thanks to Carrie and Natalie, the art therapist there, they have an ongoing exhibit of our work along with other cancer patients and caregivers. The Eye Institute also has some of our aficionados. And then in the Third Ward Business District, they've also been home to some of the Fortney artwork. 
the local community has really gotten behind both of you. I really, it's I really think neat. that legally blind artists really need to be more and more exposed and and part of the art scene. So, as a sighted person, I know I like art, and I often wonder what I can do to get started. I know I have lots of options. And as a blind person, I'm sure there are lots of options also to get started, no different than my options. But what are the options to get started if I wanted to share the beauty that I have? Well, for one thing, uh, you can go online. There are plenty of online courses or even websites and blogs that offer tips and tricks on photography. And then the next best thing, uh, which I personally think is the best thing, is to try and experiment yourself. If you have a phone, you know, try taking pictures with your phone. And I don't need an $8,000 camera to start. No, you don't need an $8,000 camera to start. Use what you have. So if it's your phone, try using your phone and just taking pictures of, like, you know, what you like the most. You know, if you're downtown, then maybe take a picture of the art museum with your phone. And then if you decide that, you know, phone's not enough, okay, take the next step and then use, like, a point-and-shoot camera. What's your camera of choice, Allison? My camera of choice is a Nikon. I have a Nikon SLR. It's the Nikon D7100. And I absolutely love it. I had another Icon SLR before that. And what I was grateful for is that Nikon, if you get a new SLR camera, you can still keep all of your existing lenses. So I was able to save myself a bunch of money. And the other great thing is I have two cameras I can interchange the lenses with. So it's really great. And Rose, what about if you want to do painting or acrylics? I would say explore galleries. There are many, many places you can research and learn online also. But explore galleries. Like in in Chicago, in May through June, at the Fairmont Hotel, there's a gallery that's there, and a couple of my pieces are there. Um, The Wauwatosa Firefly Art Show is a fun weekend. I believe this year it's, what, August 1st and 2nd, I believe? Uh, No, I think it's August. I believe it's August 4th and 5th. It's the first first weekend. It's the first Saturday and Sunday Mm -hmm of August. Mm-hmm. And Allie and I both have a booth there as Legally Blind Artists, and it's great. The Wisconsin Orchid Show, Allie? Yes, the Wisconsin Orchid Society's fall show is going to be at the Domes. It's the third weekend in September. It's that Saturday and Sunday, and so I'll have a booth there, and then there's also going to be other people from the society right. who can tell you how to grow orchids or if you have any questions about orchids. Look, explore, and ask questions and dig in. So, Rose, one of the things that I always find interesting interesting is I have children. They get invited to birthday parties at pottery places all the time, which is kind of fun. So they explore with pottery. As an adult, I've done it a couple times. It's a great time. And I know there's also a place down the street, I think it's called Corking Canvas, mm-hmm. which is kind of neat for adults to go in and have a little fun. It is fun. It's do very some painting. And you know, you get rid of the, the self-criticism. That's what gets in your way. Just have fun. Pick up the the tools. And I'm saying, if you go home and you want to explore safely at your own home and stuff, you can really feel comfortable going online. The Golden Company that makes golden paints, they've got wonderful videos and tutorials that are just excellent. And it's like, when you see what they can do with these things, you just want to dig in. There's Cheap Joe's, there's Dick Blick. Those are places that everybody can access online. Those are just a couple. Just Google Google art, (laughs) you know? Google art and how to create it. And Allison, any last comments? Uh, Yeah, if you're interested in photography, use what you have to begin with. If it's your phone or your tablet, um, try it out. And if you decide you really like it, then you can start working up. You know, maybe get a point-and-shoot camera or then 
get an SLR like I have. I have a Nikon D7100. I absolutely love it. And if you want to really get immersed in the world of photography, try going to your local community college. They might have a class that you can take that would really, really, really benefit you, and you could get some great experience. And you can also look online. There are plenty of websites and blogs out there that offer some great photography tips. So really, there's nothing stopping you. If you want to try it, go ahead and do it. Ladies, this has been a really good show. Oh, yeah, definitely, Harley. Thank you for having both of us here. And we can't end the show without you saying something special. It is Mother's Day. Oh, happy Mother's Day, Mom. Oh, I love you lots and lots and lots. I love you too, lots and lots and lots. Thank you, Rose and Allison. There's the music. I think we're going to be done for the day. Rose, Fortney, thank you for joining us. Thanks. I really appreciated being here. Your lovely daughter, Allison Fortney, thanks for joining us and playing co-host today. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me, Harley. It was a great opportunity. I needed a co-host. I can't do this alone. You're listening to Blind Living Radio. I'm your host, Harley Thomas, from the HP Studio. We will see you guys next week. Blind Living Radio is proud to be supported by Industries for the Blind in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. To learn more about Industries for the Blind, go to IBMILW.com and find out how you can directly help support the blind community. Blind Living Radio is brought to you by HP ink and toner cartridges, precision engineered to work together with your HP printer. I'm Rose Fortney. And I'm Allison Fortney. And And you're you're listening listening to Blind Blind Living Living Radio. Radio.